Welcome to the Wad Pod. Join me as I sit down with CrossFitters, fitness experts, top coaches, professional athletes, and other well-known gym goers to listen to their journey through fitness. In episode six, I jumped into the pod with coach and cardio machine Ollie Clark. I discussed his thoughts on intensity versus volume when it comes to training and also touched on mental health in the CrossFit industry. With Ollie once failing a long distance run, he's going again for a 60 mile ultra in memory of his uncle. It was great to hear about his plans for this challenge, and of course I've got him plenty of wad fuel for his ultra preparations. Yeah, Ollie, welcome to the pod. We are on episode number six now. Oh, no. Uh, thanks for jumping on. No worries. Obviously, I had Joe on as episode one, and he yep. mentioned you being the other brick by brick coach. Yep. So we could kick it off with how did becoming a coach for brick by brick start, or how did it happen? Um, so I've just known Joe for quite a few years now, and like the time I was doing brick by brick, like originally he had the whole JG programming. I came on with him then. It's initially because I was looking to get some extra help and then since then um, I was talking to him like tidbits like he come to me a little bit of advice I go back and forth like program myself because I was programming myself at the time I was learning quite about quite a bit like about all that kind of stuff and eventually after a while he just said yeah I'm looking to like expand the business a bit more if you want to come on like we could work one on one like learn up each other try and develop um, like collaborate a bit more yeah so were you being coached by him and then you can't and for a period, yeah, this was like during COVID, so right after the first lockdown, um, we had that summer period, I started going to CrossFit two, like 252, met Joe there, I was like, so I came to CrossFit with like a very like engine background, like a soul bikes, rower, anything more monostructural, just gr- gr- grunt work, I was solid with, yep. anything with a barbell, not <laughs> so much, <laughs> the, the opposite. I, yeah, I feel like you, you feel that there, um, so okay, I approached Joe like, so I get stronger. Um, so he gave me like about three months of programming and then lockdown kind of got in the way couldn't really get into the gyms and stuff so like he kind of fell off the wagon a bit with that and then yeah so your engine your yeah a monster on the rower I just saw it cross it your big um, like how did that come about what was your what have you done like previously in terms of sport fitness um, so until I was like 16, 17 I was not fit at all like uh, I I've always joked around saying I was a kid that couldn't run 400 meters for a kind of runner. <laughs> like, just uh, sat around all day, didn't really do a lot. And then the way I found some sports like cross country mountain biking, so I grew up near the Peak District, a lot of mates in that kind of area. Um, doing that sort of thing. One of my mates uh, began to triathlon, so I like, rode out on bikes running all the time and like just get started with that. Yeah. Uh, just kind of built this big aerobic base, which then as soon as you start uh, doing CrossFit, more, more grunt work, like, yeah, muscular joints comes an issue, but like you've got it to carry you through. Yep. So mountain biking was that what a few years? Like, what did you get to a good level at it? And what? what? Um. Oh, it's purely recreational. Like, yep. did a few like events like the whole mountain bike challenge, which is things like twenty twenty six point two mile um, route, but which doesn't sound like a lot for a bike. But when you do it, it's like ninety percent uphill. 
and then on trails it becomes it's like a good five six hour slog yeah I suppose things like that will build the engine and did you say cross country well uh, like so trail, trail running with mountain biking you've got uh, like three main disciplines like enduro downhill cross country and I'd say the main kind of riding we were doing is more cross country enduro style so like long days doing some downhill technical stuff but most part you're on the bike for a good few few hours but that is still physically very demanding I guess because it's... yeah it's building that zone two engine yeah. um, like without even realising it and then during the winter when the weather's not so good you don't really want to be out like cycling for like, three hours with the pouring rain we do a lot more running around then so again develop like quite a strong running base because like yeah. running a lot of guys a lot fitter than me so you kind of you're forced to get fitter by trying to keep up um and you know like there's every intentional training there more too for fun trying like because i was 16 i think i weighed like 100 kilos like pretty pretty big kid um i was super weight loss and then just through that like unintentionally bullet it's like a massive road base that can't sustain yourself it's weird those things people a lot of the time think i need to lose weight i'm gonna go and do loads of cardio yeah that was me <laughs> and he's like actually you just need to eat less and you don't need to, like cardio yeah. not necessarily the main tool no it's fine the balance but i think when you get into that mode where you go okay i'm now determined to lose weight yeah look better i think you immediately do think i'm i may if i'm dieting i may as well do cardio as well because well, that's like I'm one thing you see a lot like with the fitness industry right now there's a lot of misinformation like a lot of the extremes like i think people want to believe um because it's like in their mind so hard to obtain it's something that's to be really extreme to do it when rea- reality it's just eat a little bit less move yep. a bit more like i did to one extreme where like so i think as i said by the time i was like late 16 um like going into sixth form weighing like a good push 100 kilos and then by the time i finished sixth form i was like low 70s because i was, went and did the two extremes of a lot of cardio a lot of, uh, going, like a lot of training and then not eating a lot which obviously gets results, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, lost a lot of weight. fatigued. Yeah, it's not a good period. No. Not a good way to go about it. And then how did you discover CrossFit? Where did that come in, sir? No. Um, so I kind of alluded to earlier. Um, I, I was talking just before the podcast. So my background is like more like the endurance side, like... Uh, the mountain bike and the running but then i started doing like weight training to kind of like like almost boost like a bit stronger legs like more powerful on the bike and it's kind of like found a love for weight training like, i really enjoyed that and then i think i was at uni and a mate kind of mentioned crossfit to me like he he did a rugby at school and like as they like strength conditioning they would go to the local crossfit box so i just found this like cool it incorporates both both aspects like the cardio and the weightlifting like this it sounds awesome so i was always always interested in it I ended up doing a go to a gym and it was right after the first lockdown. I discovered across two five two back home where where Joe was Joe was a coach. Yep. And just started going there and like kinda of fell in love with it a bit. Yeah. So you've done it probably what, a couple of years now? Coming up with two? Or not even. Which like three years or three years. Yeah. And how many comps have you done? Uh just like local stuff. Um so me and Joe did Battle Hollow like a few months back. Yeah. And then like, it's like local ones at two five two, like the Highland yeah. Throwdown. Because you're at CrossFit Yorbic now. So, do you ever train at 252 or is it majority Yorbic? Um, actually, probably right now, York's Box, I'm focusing more on the weightlifting side. Okay. So, there's yep. a really good culture there. Yeah. We've got several quite very big de- and development athletes there. Um, but yeah, whenever I'm back home, uh, I'm going across with 252. Um, yeah, because I think that's. It's like, what, 
For one thing, to try and work on your Olympic lifts, it is actually quite hard to do in a CrossFit gym because a lot of the time the workouts that are programmed are just yeah aerobic and well, most gyms and it's hard to go and, and just work on snatch. Or like, can I do different sports at this point? Because um, like to get just good Olympic weightlifting, like is it right? You're not cycling the barbell the same way you're doing a one rep max. So yeah, it's completely different. And what was your plan? So obviously you've gone to uni. Yeah. What's your plan post uni? Because obviously you're doing the coaching for brick by brick. Is that going to be the, the main focus or one of them? Yep. Um, trying to find some way, like trying to build that with Joe. Trying to find more some way to make that like my career. And um, that's kind of what one thing I've taken away from my time at university. I've been there like six years now. After that's a, a whole other story. Over right. Spent far too long there. Um, I've kind of walked away from that being like. I can easily spend the next like what, 50 years of my life working doing something that makes me miserable or I can take a chance doing something that's never going to feel like work because I just love it. Yep. So that's kind of, I don't know how it's, that's going to pan out now, but like that's kind of what I'm pushing for, like develop uh, like the surroundings, uh, develop a life that's that, doing something you enjoy. Yeah, like I like working. I don't do well with idle hands, so I'll always have, be working on a push towards something, but like... I think if you're passionate about something yeah, and... You're, you've got good drive then yeah. if you're doing something that you actually enjoy yeah, you're not going to fail do you know what I mean it's, it's, it's very unlikely that you go into say the corporate world yeah, and you end up doing a job that you don't really like you can be good at it yeah. if you have the ability and you're doing something you're really passionate about yeah. you can't you know you're not going to fail that way I don't know so for now you're coaching other bit yeah uh, I try and build that side of it. So as we were talking about earlier, trying to bring brick by brick. So to start off uh, just the CrossFit side, like targeting the more recreational athletes who want to do the local comps like your battle for middle grounds, your rain hills, like those who are doing it as a hobby, but then try to take that a little bit step further. Like, that's kind of what brick by brick is targeting currently. Yep. Uh, I wish I like broaden, like, because you can do CrossFit not just for CrossFit. And like we, We've coached people who are using the same methodologies to get them better at the uni sports. Um, so trying to like, yeah, I was trying to joke about bringing it out. So I want to push it more like the hybrid side. So like, find the people who do like doing the cardio and the weightlifting and just getting strong and getting fit, but they don't want to do like the high skill stuff. They just want to be yeah. able to run like PR the five k while also getting like a massive deadlift. Yeah, which I think that's I think the hybrid training has come out of nowhere really. Yeah, like, it's, it's, five years ago it wasn't really a thing. It's really been pioneered recently like, with people like Nick Beth and BPN and Fergus Crawley on their performance. Yeah, and a lot of bodybuilders are now actually using their strength. Yeah, they're noticing and, the cardio does not kill your gains yeah. if you do it properly. And you can actually end up with really good physique yep. and be really fit at the same time. Because yep. bodybuilding is such an unhealthy sport in terms of your fitness. Yeah, I know bodybuilders are physically in really good... Well, at that, at that point, you can ask them what's the definition of fitness. Because... Yep. Um, fitness really is like fit for purpose so if your purpose is just to look really good on the stage and compare your abs to the guy next to you while you're dehydrated as hell fair enough yeah you're you're, you're, you're fit technically fitter than the next person but yeah but it's fit for life that's a different ball game really yep <laughs> because obviously you mentioned um off camera about the mental health in the CrossFit industry. Yeah. That's um, a very developing issue. I don't think a lot of people are really talking about right now. 
what are your thoughts on it then? Um, as I just said, I think it's it's really developing. Like from so, even from a personal standpoint, I kind of said, like I got into sport as a way, almost like a coping mechanism um, at the time. Showing really bad anxiety, like really rough time about depression. I like, kind of like I found the sport. I was like, when you're pushing really hard, like a Metcon, uh, like you're not really thinking about like, and you get those like endorphins after, so you feel really good for a moment. It's like it's a really good coping mechanism that distracts you from it all. Then I found the sports side, and there's people like Matt Fraser who like he's talking about like, he's a drug addict, but maybe like 12 years old or something. Like that guy's been through a lot, and then he's been yeah. really dark times when he broke his back. And like you look at this, you start to idolize idolize these people, and we've been through like. At the worst point, looking like you can pay yourself to anything. Okay, if they can get back from this and like, achieve all that, it's like, oh, I can do the same. And, and but as I was saying to you, it kind of goes both ways. And like you see, okay, they're the same point as me, but then if I want to be successful, I get to the same point as them. And then so I feel like a lot of people come to the sport thinking, okay, I can I can sort out what I'm dealing with with this sport. But then the only way they feel like they can be happy, or like be successful, is by achieving a really high level. And it's, it seems to me for sports like like football how many kids are trying to be the next big uh, big thing of football but only like one in however many can really do it so what happens to the rest of them yeah and I think that same thing is developing CrossFit like only 40 people go to the games how many people would want to try and one thing I've noticed from World Powders and just be reaching out to loads of athletes online yeah. there are thousands in the UK of like yeah they're good athletes yeah they but they train like they are going to the crossfit games yeah they make they make it the full-time life and the full-time purpose percent realistically but like if you look at the uk scene they've got reggie like he's the one really knocking on the door but then you've got all these thousands of thousands of athletes putting the same graph the same like commitment in their lives like they are sacrificing other things in pursuit of this um not really appreciating the detriment that could come from that See, I think it's great that people are willing to dedicate yeah. their whole life to yeah. CrossFit. Yeah. I'm just surprised at the number of, I want to say, low-level athletes. Yeah. As in, they're not at the games, they're at the quarterfinal level. Yeah. But they're still fully dedicated and training like a games athlete. I feel like it develops a lot at personal schools. Like, these are hard-working kids. Like, even if they don't make it, like, developing that kind of attitude and that approach to anything, like... Like seeing Matt Fraser again, he has the quote of like, "How you do one thing, so I do everything." If you develop this kind of like, like attitude to how you work, it'll take you far in anything. Hundred percent. But at the same time, because there are such a large number of people doing it, the competition's yeah. massive. So it's when so all different. these athletes do train to get yeah. to the games and don't make it because they're against another four thousand people, yeah, that's where you see the mental health issues because you go in. I've dedicated the last yeah. four years to get to the semi-finals and I've not made it. Yeah, but that was that's the issue I had. Like I did, so I've probably been doing it. Oh, good, pushing three years now. Like, still working hard, doing double day training, like making it my sole purpose, and like really, really pushing. And, like you see all this stuff on Instagram. Like, like I, I definitely made a lot of mistakes. Um, I didn't prioritize what I should have prioritized properly. But like you see all this stuff on Instagram, you keep pushing, pushing. Oh, it's like oh, ideally just keep working harder, just keep working harder. Like works a lot harder, but um. Like you sacrificed so emotional and looking back, I just came so burnt out of it. You um, came so hyper focused. Yeah, I think it's the goal setting as well. Um, you know, if if your goal is to get to the CrossFit Games, yeah, 
you're probably not going to make it because of the number yeah. of other people who also have that goal. So make your goal something more realistic. That was like some positive so that you can tick it off yeah. and get that feeling of success because if you don't get that feeling of success for a while, that's where you can find yourself questioning yeah. why you're doing it. So that's where I started to struggle because um, I made my goal and like the only way I could see success in what I was doing was like, unless I make it to semi-finals or the games, like this the whole time has been a waste. Yeah. So when you start having that attitude stuff and you, you can't appreciate the little ones like, oh, I've just PR'd and my snatch, like I've got it faster, I've got it fitter, like, oh, but it doesn't matter because I'm not the games yet. Every day is a loss. Yep. And then once you start piling it up and up and up and up, you're not happy, but then you pour all this time into some things. You thought, well, if I give up now, then all that time's worthless. Yep. So I need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, but then at what point does it end? Which is why a lot of the times the goal shouldn't be get to the games. No. It should just be improve at the sport and set yourself goals you know you can achieve yeah. that are very realistic I think um, it's going to say with the Olympics where people commit four years to a sport and then like is there a phrase like the, the wave gold or something where they, they finally achieve the gold medal it's everything they worked towards for four years and then it's like they had this high and suddenly drop like because of what's next even if you make it then yeah. you, will, it, will it be worthwhile? And that's the thing um, I do think that on the flip side because CrossFit has so many, so I found from training in CrossFit, yeah. there are so many wins. So There's a lot more opportunities that aren't being taken advantage of. When I was doing men's physique, fit, you know, bodybuilding, that's yeah. like, the, the only goal was to win a show or yeah. get 4% body fat or whatever yeah. it was. But that goal only appeared at the end of a prep, which is 18 weeks. Yeah. So that means for the whole of that time, even the year, because I'm training off season, then into a full prep, which yeah. was pretty horrific anyway but the whole time you're not can't imagine that's fun that's... it's not yeah the whole time there's there's no wins I'm just no. it's just another day trying to get closer to one goal it's another loss another loss another yeah. loss and you might even get that win at the end so compare that to CrossFit you've got this thing on a pedestal that's so far a reach and like it's a good and have that mentality to towards it but it's also accepted that I think too many people go into it thinking assume it's going to be a given like because all the mantras and all the propaganda that puts out there, if I just keep working harder, I would definitely get to that. I'm entitled to this. Like, no, no one's entitled to it. Um, you can earn it for sure. Um, yeah, so I think I think the take the take home from this is then to be making your goals in CrossFit much more realistic than a lot of athletes do. Yeah, because I think you you do see a lot of athletes that genuinely believe they will get to the games, but yeah. they, that shouldn't but, be but the focus. Yeah, but it's accepting the small ones as well. Like. As we talked about, me and Joe to battle for Hallowish, so just a small like, in-house comp. But we went into that just thinking like, we're just going like, to compete for each other, have a fun time. And then we, we ended up pod- taking the podium and it was such a great day. And like, that's the idea that all wins feel the same. Me, like, to me at that moment, that was like my games. Like, yeah. Which is, which is doing a uh, pairs comp with one, uh, one of my best mates and like, yeah. just having an amazing day of it. Like, that felt like an incredible win. Which is why... Uh, you see a lot of athletes who don't do that many comps no and they just set on the big comp at the end yeah that was get out there and do all the small comps all the scaled comps yeah. you can do whilst you're a scaled athlete because yeah don't wait till you're rx and you've missed out on all those scale podiums you could have had yeah that's what a lot of athletes don't do which that's what i did wrong as well because i said it was three years because i knew in my mind i need to get stronger while also maintaining and developing all the skills i thought okay if i do years of base building that's the way i do it so I did all these years and years and years of trying to build up and doing it wrong in a sense because uh, I was trying to do too much at once. 
and then you get to the end, you've had no fun along the way, you've had no wins, and then you're looking back like, was the time even worth it? Yep. Switching on to your ultramarathon. Yep. What's the... Re- is it Have you ever done a marathon or ultra before? Yep, so... Which one? 18 months ago, I did a 60-kilometer ultramarathon uh, from November. So, are you aware of November? Yep. Where the, six, the idea being you do 60K over the course of the month. So, the year prior to that one, me and uh, a mate of mine set up a bet who could compete the first, and another mate was like, do you reckon you could do it all in one day? I was like, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, no prep, no training. I was just doing... Uh, this is probably around the time I, was, I just started working with Joe. And so, I was just doing weight training. Like, like so far, I just kept coming in so like training was sporadic so the first november just woke up went out running got like 30 kilometers in and everything just went tight and seized up i'd never experienced pain like that that was a very miserable experience and then suffered through like another 10k um just to finish the marathon so i could walk away from it being like okay at least there's something that day and then i just I walked away from that thinking like i still want to do that so come the next year go and do it again actually finish it this time so i actually did some prep trained into it um, and then yeah, around 60k in about five hours, 46 minutes. Um, well, yeah, that's good going. Yeah, long day. What was your, what did your prep look like for the 60k run? Like, what was your, how did you do your training leading up to that? Um, the goal was just building run volume, so keeping the easy runs, and then just trying. I wasn't too pedantic about it. Like, just start something comfortable and try and build the runs each week. I think I peaked at about half marathon of volume, which probably isn't enough probably could have done that a lot better like i've been a lot more intentional about the prep this time around so the ultra i'm doing this is york to sheffield which is the goal is trying to get about 54 miles for like the whole purpose of the event but it's looking like it's gonna be more like 60 miler like through yorkshire so before i did it basic 5k loop quite flat i'm oh, sorry and this time around it's gonna be more hilly a lot more elevation so again it, but it's just building time on the feet like ultras on well, actually, yeah, back to holiday of fitness, like, it's a fitness for, like, being fit for that event, but it's, at some point, like, in that 60 miles, it's going to really, really hurt, everything's going to go tight, like, it's going to be a miserable experience, so it's kind of like doing the training to delay that point as far as I can, and then be prepared to deal with it when it comes. So it's also the mental battle as well, because when you get... They are, they're a mental beast more than anything. So, yes, you're training physically, yeah. but, but at some point in that 60k... You're gonna what's it sixty miles? Six miles this one, yeah. In that sixty miles, there is gonna be a moment where you're gonna go, I'm quitting. But then yeah. you've got to fight that mental battle more than anything. Yeah. Well, I did yeah. the sixty k. My uh, I had a mate come like supporting me, so he liked to cycle the entire way. Um, and all the Lucas A's and sweets and like basically like, just shove on carbs in his bag. Um, and like one thing he did massively for me was just being like, like Luke, he's he's just talking to me at one point like I. I feel so drained and so tired. Like I'm in a very dark place right now. If you go silent, this is going to get real. This is going to get real very fast. So yep. just talking to me, telling me stories, it keep me distracted. Like he did a massive thing for you there. Do you run with music in? Right now, yes, but I probably shouldn't. Uh, again, just get used to like being in that comfortable silence and like trying to flip the, in the negative thoughts. So when you do your ultra, when is it again? Uh, 23rd of July. So when you do that in July, will you run with music in or not? Probably keep with me, yeah, just because it's going to be about eight to ten hours out. Yeah, it's going to be a long day. On your own? Is anyone else doing it? So I've got um, 
people like support car that so the idea is there's gonna be checkpoints along the route it's not gonna be like a straight shot kind of run from like town to town or like landmark areas yeah so it'd be like 10 like eight to ten mile segments at a time where run from one bit to the other one meet the person there like refuel take on some more supplements because that's the, the other thing as well like so i failed in the 60 the first time around because everyone went tired from cramped up because i ran with, with nothing i literally had my, I had my phone which because I was recording on Strava, I didn't have headphones or anything. I learned that no music because I didn't want the battery to get drained. I had no water, nothing, and that was a terrible mistake. I was going to say that. It's... <laughs> All just describes the eating, co- yes, the eating competition on the move, and they could not be more true. That's where the success came from when I did the second time around, because Luke had like um, had the electrolyte drinks on me, so I could, um, and then all the carbs and stuff. So I keep refueling, I keep um, keep that soul balance there. Probably brings into a good time to mentioned yep. wad fuel yep we are we are actually breath. we are actually bringing out a electrolyte powered product yes. so it doesn't have the aminos no carbs yeah which it might be that you then add more electrolytes to your wad fuel depending on how much you need yep i don't know if that will be might yeah we should have the electrolyte by july so yeah. we'll get you some of that um that'd be a bit so so far wad fuel has been a massive part of the prep we'll do a i'll make a little wad fuel shake nice What's your favourite flavour of Wadfield? Oh, I've been drinking the orange one so far. Yeah. So, um, like, if anyone likes Lucasaid, tastes better, I'll be honest. But that's been a big part of the prep so far, cause, um, cramping and then just keeping sure that's the main issue. And so far, I've had a single issue. Like, recovery, recovery's been amazing. Like, I've been doing all this ultra prep alongside strength, uh, like strength progressions. Yeah. Still running the brick by brick. Um, we use a method from, from conjugate, so you lift the heavy quite often, and I've had zero injuries, zero issues with fatigue. Uh, it's just fueling properly has been a big part of that. Have you tried the blueberry? Not yet. No, this will be the first time. Give it a go. It's really nice, actually. Yeah. What? Yeah. So the blueberry one was a collaboration with what on the lock. Nice, because it's Scot- Scotland. So we did nice. blue Scottish flags. He wanted a Kyle wanted a blue product. So I was like, yeah, I can sort that. I'll be very honest when you pass this over. I was quite nervous. I thought, oh, it's like fake. Uh, enjoy this. I'm not a massive blueberry fan. That's actually really nice. It's not too. No, it's not too like fake or artificial. So no, it's not. I thought it was going to be like really incredibly sweet. That's actually really nice. Yeah, um, we have another flavour launching yeah. in about five weeks, mm. which I think you'll like the most. It's my favourite flavour so far. Is that a lemon one? Nope, it's uh, not to be revealed yet. Uh, okay, but I'll I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay, that'll be fun. Um, yes. Yeah, so you mentioned the marathon, the ultra. Was doing it for your uncle on behalf of your uncle? Yeah. So my, sadly, my uncle passed away a few months ago. Um, so the run is actually from York, where I'm currently living, down to Bramall Lane Stadium, so Shepparton Nice um, football grounds. Just a memory of him. So he passed away. Uh, age 54 so that's the idea is garage 54 trying to make it fit for miles we can but it's due to logistics it's probably a bit longer which is, i mean six yeah. miles is pretty impressive yeah yeah i don't think it's really no one's really gonna mind <laughs> except you <laughs> well, when do you when you get to that 54 miles you think oh, no. when you do 54 miles what's another six that's yeah you might throw it in yeah. are you gonna do a like a donate just giving yeah so currently raising money for diabetes uk um that's my uncle was actually he was diagnosed with type 2 probably the best part of a decade ago and it was 
like affects his lifestyle massively. Um, actually, forces him to be a lot more active, just trying to like combat, like combat um, what he was dealing with. And it, but it was quite one leading cause. He died of uh, cardiovascular um, disease, like condition. Most likely, uh, it was actually brought on by the type two diabetes. Right. So what we'll do is I'll put the link for your that into the YouTube description yeah. below. And if I donate, that'd be amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I'll definitely donate some because yeah. I've got a marathon coming up yeah. in September. How are you feeling for that? How's your prep going? Terrible. <laughs> Not non-existent. I've done a few runs, like yeah. just easy runs, mate. Just I've just done like a few eight k's, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. if the runs are feeling boring, you're doing it right. Yeah, I mean, because that's all I've been doing so far. So it's like a long run and two short runs, and just build. So as I say, I was being more like intentional with this prep, and so the goal is essentially. Uh, the week before the taper, the weekly volume should match or exceed what I expect to do on the day. And then the long run, I'm looking for about 50, 50% of the volume there. So if we handle that comfortably, I know on the day, okay, it should be fine. I've been doing various between 5 and 10K, and I, I'd get to about 8K, and I'm, like, I'm really bored now. I, I yeah. genuinely don't know how runners who are part of running clubs do it, because it's just, it's just... Oh, I've been dragging people along with me. Yeah, it's, it's on so... the long runs especially. I'm definitely donating to you because I thought of, I mean, <laughs> 60 miles. I had just lose my mind in boredness more than anything. But uh, it's fine on the purpose. Like, there is exactly you went on like, purpose to do it, so yeah. that helps. And then, and also because it's a straight shot, one if, like I need to get there. Like if I don't get there, I'm not going home. Are you going to do it in a in the Sheffield United football shirt? That's the plan. Yeah, nice. Or might get a bit sweaty there. I might put on towards the end. Towards the end, yeah. I've got some down. brick by brick run club merch. Oh, so nice. I might run in that. Like more fit for purpose, yep. and then put the jersey over the last bit because no one wants to smell that by the time I'm running. True, and it's a it'll be quite an epic moment running into the football stadium wearing the shirt. So yeah, now I'll, uh, looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> and CrossFit goals, well, weightlifting CrossFit. What are your goals for the next couple of years? Have you got? Are you planning to do more comps or? weightlifting comps um, so cross is taking a bit of the backbone right now like as I said the last few years it's still something interesting doing it uh, down the line like I had so much fun about Valhalla like if anyone's interested in doing that comp I really recommend it they did they put on a great day I mean you had a great time um, so I want to do more stuff like that like just doing the odd comp here and there like doing more of the local stuff like the grassroots more side of the sport I think there is another battle Valhalla in June or July yeah it's coming in a few weeks it's few weeks. a mixed sex pairs so I think what part is aren't there for that one? Mm-hmm. I think he's, I think Pete said there's another one later in the year. Yeah, I think he's doing like three they, this year. They do quite a few, yeah. But so that's kind of the reason why the ultras are really good because it's giving me the time to then take the intensity away from trying to keep up that fitness because that's where I went wrong essentially. I was trying to get stronger while also maintaining my engine, develop all these skills, and like I've kind of stripped it back. And all I'm doing now is just getting stronger than doing these easy runs to build uh, running my legs. Yeah, because you you mentioned intensity. Yeah. Versus. So this is one thing I'm kind of enjoying about the ultra um, prep. Like, so far it's been a nice little fuck you to the interface effect. Like, it's kind of proving that isn't really what people think it is. There's a big misnomer of that where, like, cause you see it across all the time, like, people who don't understand the sport don't really follow it. Go, oh, they do, they do too much. They, they do too what much. Like, yes and no. Like, I don't think volume is an issue. Like, I'm so. I'm, my training career looks like about four strength sessions a week where I'm going so it's following a principle of conjugate so it's like two max effort days two dynamic effort days you're going heavy so like 
go for like a one like one to two is the three rm a week so you're always training heavy doing all this running volume so my running volume this week is looking about two seven mile runs for short runs and then push about three hours on my long run and like no issues still getting, getting stronger so, uh, because the intensity is not there on yeah. longer runs like you, it's more like fatigue management throughout the week so it's finding a good balance so like I just, there's two simple principles I take with it is in my lower body days are following a rest day and then my long run is going into a rest day um, I, so far I found by doing that it manages fatigue perfectly so like that nothing's not affecting anything else and I'm yeah. still making the adaptations as long as I'm fueling properly like you use and stuff like what fuel yeah are you still getting stronger? Yep, hitting PLs every week. It's been great. So yeah, I think you nailed it. I, I need to kind of maybe discuss with you after this yeah. how to sort of my training because I'm yeah. trying to do marathon training, trying to get stronger. Yeah, probably it's, not getting the balance right. Like volume isn't much you can fit in for other week really and like make get solid sessions out of it. Yeah, you can take volume way too far. Like if you're doing way too much and like you, your dog was going into training, that's when a volume probably was an issue but also then if you're doing 100, if you're trying to train for three things, doing each one 100%, you're not going to get everything back. No. Because I remember Dan Tai, he was with Red Pill Training. Yeah. And he, at one stage, was doing four, five workouts a day, every day. Jesus Christ. And he was he did question the yeah. amount of volume. He said, this seems like an awful lot. There's a time and place for it. And then he actually moved coach, and the coach halved his, out, his volume. Yeah. And just said you don't need this you don't need to be doing that yeah i was sober like because i was again trying to do that like double sessions like five six days a week like i assume that's what you spoke in my mind i was like that's what i need to be doing i need to be because it was like four or four or five strength sessions then several uh, like either crossfit more structural gymnastics sets there's so much to train for i was trying to fit all of them into one week and you're doing so much so you just spray yourself so thin you're not actually making gains anywhere i think that's it i think it's just be more intentional and bring the intensity where you need it like I, um, I've got a great background in aerobics. I don't need to do a lot to bring up and maintain it. It's for me, like, I don't need to get fitter. I just basically condition my legs to take yeah. some volumes. That's all I'm doing right now. So I can bring the intensity on the strength on the strength side and actually make a lot more progress. Yep. So, CrossFit's on the back burner. Yep. Focus on the ultra. Yep. I've got more ideas in the plan for, like, this hybrid, like, because um, we also most hybrid athletes as you see uh, right now like TikTok and everything they're more like bodybuilders doing marathons or like maybe power uh, powerlifters I'm trying to more push doing that with the, with the weightlifting try to do powerlifting like it's fun I'll put, uh, do love a good bench press but then the lip lifts are fun yeah like, you have so much um, there's a more rewarding to hit PR with them I feel like and there's so much progress to be made like you can have a win just by getting a little technical cue better um, so trying to like, find a way to manage that cause not a lot of people say if you're doing it because I feel like, it's quite niche I think it'd be yeah. I think it'd be quite interesting to see someone doing ultras but also lifting some serious weights yeah. I think that'd be there is a very long term goal alongside that which I might mention to you off podcast see what you see if you think it's something to pursue but that, that's years down the line cool yeah. Listen, I'll look forward to hearing that one <laughs> So rapid fire questions. Cool. We'll end some and the podcast with some questions. Nice. Um, we'll start with what's your favourite CrossFit trainer? Trainer shoe. 
Metcon rads, nanos. Oh, I've heard good things about the rads. Never tried them though. My favorite used recently is actually the Nano X3s. They're the last pair I got. I really did like them. And favorite gymnastics movement in CrossFit? If you had to do it in, say, in a comp. I don't like any of them. I'm not a gymnastics <laughs> person. That's, that's why I was, that's, I thought yeah. that. That's why I picked the question. I would love to, uh, to say like one, like ring muscle ups or anything, but then you can't do them. <laughs> oh, I was getting there with that. that <laughs> Took a back burner. Team Ice Bath or Team Sauna? Oh, Team Sauna. Favourite CrossFit brand? Excluding what powders, obviously. Could be any, anything. Anything, oh. I mean, look at the t-shirts. I have say no rep right now. Yeah, they're pretty good. They've got a really good one called, which you'll probably like. It's like cookies and cream. Uh, I saw you. I wanted that. Yeah, it's cool. I saw you sharing. I thought, where can I buy that shirt? Yep. No rep UK. I'll drop the uh, thing below. Um, if you were in a final of a CrossFit competition, yep. what movement or skill would you want in there? Oh, running. Just running. Yeah. <laughs> running an ultra. Yeah. Uh, favorite flavor of water fuel? You said orange. Is it now blueberry or is it still the orange? I might, I should have to say blueberry actually. This is, yeah. It's up there. Like, I'm generally not kidding. I, um, I thought, oh, this might be like, it'd be all right. It's actually, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. If you can send me another one by, by way, it'd be great. I'll get you some blueberry sent out. What's your go-to hype song for your max lift? You're going for a one at max. What do you put on? Oh, it changes all the time. Um, it can be any... I'm partial to anything I bring with the horizon. Like, nice. The post... Is it post-humans? Like, I wrote that, that entire album. Okay. That'll get you there. Jamie, can like, you put... put like, Kingslayer. Kingslayer. Second, 10 seconds of that song. Just to just to finish the pod. Uh, finish yeah. the pod. Where can people find you? Socials? Um... Will there be a link for your just uh, just giving? Yeah, so so you put that yeah. in the podcast. Um, Obviously, people want to follow, if you, people follow your ultra prep social media. Um, so at making a lightweight look heavy. Um, but great handle, yeah. <laughs> so that's where you're gonna do all your fitness. fitness. Yeah, that's where I post uh, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Um, yeah, anything else you wanna say to end the pod? No, that's about everything. Yeah. Wicked. Thanks for right. jumping on. Cheers for having me. No worries. Been a fun day. I hope you enjoyed that episode and a huge thank you for listening. Make sure you're following the pod on Instagram at the.wad.pod, our Twitter at the underscore wad underscore pod. The podcast is sponsored by Wad Powders. That's at Wad Powders on Instagram. Please show some support to the pod by either sharing this episode with a mate or buying some supplements from wadpowders.co.uk. See you guys next week. Mm-hmm.